0: that's a me problem that's definitely a me problem
1: definitely a me problem so are you ready it to is a run? me problem I, I don't know what the fuck let me to do it's the first time my mic hasn't worked in like a year and a half hey, at least you're self-aware that's the first step man being so, I, man.
0: I understand this is an issue i'm going to have to figure i probably just need to restart my computer which i don't feel like doing right now that's why i'm just using the computer mic or
1: just take the cartridge
0: out blowing it and then put it back in and see that's if that nintendo works. that sounds like nintendo we are not recording on a Nintendo system. That's that be, impossible. That would be something, though. That would be something. We, we would, would have something. different jobs. We would be making way more money mm-hmm. if we could do things like uh, turn Nintendo systems into um, like, well, recording units and microphones. Right yeah.
1: So, listen, Doc, I, I can't be my usual charismatic and loud self. You've got a sleeping the, baby. Trying to put the baby to sleep. So, I'm going to ask you to please welcome all of our listeners here to episode 51.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode fifty-one of the PCC. I am the good Doctor Dan Haas. That is Johnny Bones playing Daddy Bones tonight. Can't be too loud. Got his uh, percussionist. I love that percussionist Godfather shirt, right. dude.
1: Dude, this is the best. So for that du- my wife so got
0: me. I love this shirt. It, those of you in uh, podcast land, which is all of you, Bones is wearing a shirt that says the percussionist, and it is actually in the logo font of the godfather with like little marionettes and puppet thingies pretty cool pretty yeah cool, really right? cool i love the guy go- i'm a big godfather fan. Are you, are you a big fan of the godfather oh, what kind of question the, is that the, the fucking i tell you from new jersey what of course kind of i like the fucking that, godfather well oh, oh, oh. oh, my fucking uncle Vinny was in the fucking he is the godfather you know i just don't the fuck you want me to tell you you know of course i see the fucking godfather luca brasi's my cousin i got a cousin just like luca brasi i'm telling you dude one time we went to fucking Gabby and I and her father and my and our um and my mother my stepmother in law we all went to uh to um this uh Brando's in Asbury Park, which is a delicious, delicious restaurant. I highly recommend it. it's an Italian place. You walk in there and they're playing The Godfather like in the restaurant. It's it's, it's so Italian. Awesome. So it is the type of place, like if you order meat, they're going to bring the steak out. and You get to pick your mm-hmm. steak. Right. They're going to show you the cut of fish first. So our waiter looked, looked and talked exactly like Luca Brazzi, dude. He walks over to me. He goes, Hello, I want to show you a beautiful bronzino that I would nice. love to serve you for dinner tonight. And I'm looking, just doing, I'm looking up at the freaking TV, and Luca Brazzi's like on, on, on the, the Godfather. TV. And I'm just looking at these guys, like, oh my God, oh how my am God. I keeping this together? How am <laughs> I keeping this together right now? How am <laughs> I keeping this together? Just give me the bronzino, next person. <laughs> but his voice was so, he, he talked this low. His name is Bruno. My name is Bruno. Bruno, Bruno you're the man. You're a great waiter. Bruno, you have an Luca, awesome voice. Trino. You have an awesome voice. I will never forget, my man. <laughs> and and, I, and and when you were side by side with Luca Brazzi, I, I don't know how I didn't laugh hysterically. You were seeing two of
1: everything. It's like what was it that? was unbelievable. <laughs> and I do have to correct you though. Luca Brazzi is not my cousin. I really can't say my cousin's name on the air because I, I have to take. Well, I gotta of watch out for my can. family here. But uh, my can. cousin's name is mentioned in some books. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, with Sammy the Bull Gravano and John Gotti. Are you you being serious? You're just being every Italian from New Jersey right now. No, actually, I am being serious, but I'm not going to get into too much detail. (laughs) We have to protect the innocent
0: here. Very nice, very nice, very nice. That's funny. So Um,
1: uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on a follow-up from what we talked about on episode 50. Remember how we said we're still waiting for that uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers world tour?
0: Have they announced how, tour dates? How would
1: you, how would you, like to get a little PCC outing without with our significant others, right, to MetLife Stadium,
0: August of twenty twenty two, to go see the
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: August of twenty twenty two. That sounds amazing.
1: August seventeenth. It's a Wednesday. 6 six thirty at MetLife,
0: right up here in East it, Rutherford, New Jersey. That's a fantastic idea. I know that, that's school. U-
1: That's usually all I have are fantastic ideas.
0: I don't have school. The Chili Peppers are probably at the top of my bands I've never seen list. That's Me still too. Tours They're on my and still list. and still kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we call that a bucket list. That would be the proper term. So, yeah, I'm all about that. And is it MetLife, you said? MetLife. I wish it wasn't at MetLife, but, you know, you deal with it. Right. Is there a Philly date, perchance?
1: <laughs> there actually is. It's the following week, September 3rd, at Citizens Bank Park.
0: See, I would much rather go see him at the baseball stadium, the Citizens Bank. Oh, I it's would September just have September
1: to... 3rd, it's for my birthday. Labor... Oh, is that Labor your birthday? Weekend. September 1st is.
0: It's your Labor Day... So I've been to a concert on Labor Day weekend in uh, Philly. Me too. It was, that spring... it was a Springsteen concert. If you listen to the episode with John Kingsley from The Brevet, we actually talk mm-hmm. about that show because we were there nice. together. And uh, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate that I was there on Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah. I, I was there Labor Day weekend the first year Jay-Z had the Made in America tour. Uh, the first nice. year it was Jay-Z, Pearl Jam, and Skrillex were the three headlining acts. It was a two-day festival right by the, um, I feel like an idiot for not knowing what, what the building is, but it's the building that Rocky, he runs up the stairs and they have the- Oh, uh, by station. the art, museum. The right art there, museum. Right there in that big
0: quad, the grass.
1: Yeah, field, that's that where they had, the live, they had
0: the live, they had the live eight festival there too. Nice, yeah, right yeah. over
1: there. It was real. That was really cool. That was. That's cool pretty experience. cool, man.
0: I saw Jay Z at that Live 8 festival. So you and I have seen Jay Z at the same concert venue. That's awesome. You know How about Jay- that? One and it's my- a non-traditional I'm- venue.
1: Very true. That's right. We're fucking unique. <laughs> that we are. We are fucking unique, dude. You know, my very first concert ever, I saw Jay Z. Yeah. And I didn't go to see Jay Z. I'll give you. I'll give you three hints on who, who I actually went to go see.
0: I think I re- I'm going to take one guess before you give me a hint. Okay. Lincoln Park. No, this is before okay. Lincoln Park. Okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, give me your hints.
1: <laughs> um, two of my tattoos are for this band
0: 311.
1: Boom! It was 311 and Jay Z headlined the 311 Unity Tour.
0: That's prob. That was probably a pretty cool show.
1: Yeah, that was back in the- '03, I think it was 2003. It was at PNC.
0: Jay Z plays with a band, right?
1: Yeah, he had a live yeah. band too. I'm trying to think who else I saw. So Hoobastank
0: and Nappy Roots were on that tour also. I don't remember Nappy Roots. I yeah. do remember Hoobastank. I got the I had that first Hoobastank album.
1: Was Nappy Roots the band that um? pharrell i remember the it, name i that? just don't
0: remember was that
1: pharrell was that his band nappy roots or was that nerd
0: nerd was Pharrell. Nerd i know it was, was pharrell. pharrell okay yeah, yeah. Well, i believe it's is it n-e-r-d or is it nerd, N-E-R-D. we're sounding really ridiculous right it's now
1: probably n-e-r-d yeah, <laughs> <How> <laughs> yeah why any they,
0: sometimes there's like there's like words that like i've read a million times but i've never heard them pronounced Right, because I've maybe like never just looked up media about that word or watched a documentary that involves that word. Yeah. I find you know, it, I find it like when I read Game of Thrones, of course, because there's so many weird names. But then like something like that, like and is it N E R D or is it nerd? Right,
1: it, it is N E R D. Now that you say that, because it's very similar to uh, we're going to take it back to wrestling. Nikki, formerly known as Nikki Cross, is now Nikki A S H. But if you read it, it's Nikki Ash. But they never say Nikki Ash. They always say Nikki A.S.H. on TV. It's so A.S.H. <laughs> stands for almost a superhero.
0: And you wonder why Charlotte Flair took matters into her own hands and just made her own promo on TV. Dude
1: that that's uh that whole
0: situation. what do you think of that you saw my opinions in the chat today can you give me a little sneak peek i know you i know you you're probably going to talk about this on nnw but can you give me a little sneak peek away like something you're gonna like i want to hear part of your view
1: spoil All us right. a little bit give me some spoilers well, the first thing you always have to ask yourself is is it a work that's the first do you question. think it's a work no because i i right now yeah. i don't give wwe enough that much credit <laughs> i don't give them right. that much credit
0: yeah i feel like it i feel like for this from what i'm reading and what i've seen on like online just from watching the promo and everything like or uh, watching the segment i should say it, it seems like it works because it's real more so right. than it's working because they're doing a really good job at pretending it's real does that make sense yeah
1: i i can see here's the thing with charlotte flair charlotte has had heat for a while uh, and, and she knows it, too. And there's no way in hell she's going to
0: stay in WWE.
1: She. What's there's nothing eight? left for her
0: to do in WWE. There's, there's left for her yeah, there. at this point, I'm like, it only makes sense for her to go. Now she has other she, mountains she could conquer. Yeah. She's working you know? more elsewhere. Yeah. And, you know, she just. Yeah, I think WWE, I mean, uh, you know, I know. I know there's always talk about this, but she just. A break from WWE would do her good. At
1: this point, I think that would really help the women's division in general in WWE. Also,
0: but if you're gonna go out the door, go out with a fucking bang, right? Like holy fucking
1: shit, go out with a bang. But besides CM Punk, like you could think back to like the 80s and the 90s of wrestling. There's always like the the bad blood and people leaving the promotions and this and that. There's I feel like there's not not enough gossip anymore because probably because everything is just so fucking accessible to everyone now because of the internet. I feel like there was so much more, like we
0: need something like that in, yeah. in wrestling. Something you need really... a few You need people to not like each other for right. wrestling to work. Yeah. Like this is like part of like I and this is part of what I was stating in our chat today, in our wrestling chat, where just like and and Phil agreed with me on it. And I was just like one of the things that doesn't attract me to wrestling anymore is it doesn't seem to be there seems to be no reality to the feuds a lot everybody seems too buddy buddy and very and they're very openly honest about their buddy buddiness because of social media nowadays so right. i think that hurts even more like i think that locker room needs an antagonist yeah. it needs it but needs a it needs an asshole gonna
1: see, you're not going to see that in wwe they are targeting a very different
0: demographic now they this are- is the women though what 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 do they we know what they want the men to be what do they want the women to be?
1: I don't even think they know anymore. They had a really big rise when women's wrestling. When we got when, went to women's evolution, WWE evolution back in twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, that was awesome. I was just thinking about that today. That was fun fell off right after that pay per view. I, I shouldn't say that after WrestleMania thirty five, everything fell off.
0: Everything built to WrestleMania thirty five, and then it was kind of like
1: because WWE is about boom done is about moments. You had your right. moment. It's in history books. Let's fucking move on.
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm not, you know, this is how they are to all their talent. This isn't like a just a women's wrestling thing. This is, you know, they've done this to Shawn Michaels, they've done this to mm-hmm. you, James Finn Balor, they've done this to Daniel Bryan, like CM Punk. Hell, John Cena's even had his down moments in the promotion. Like mm-hmm. that time he got squashed by an old-ass Undertaker, WrestleMania 34.
1: Right, right. I, I think Charlotte needs to go to AEW. I would love to see a different side of Charlotte. First of all, the good thing is... Oh, I shouldn't say the good thing. The, well, the good thing is that she has the, the name Flair. But if she goes anywhere else, she's not going to be Charlotte because that's going to be a WWE... She'll probably winner. just go by her real or name, or, Ashley. Probably She'll go probably by go Ashley, by Ashley, yeah. Which, which I think is very cool. But I would love to see her and Andrade as a team. Just I want to see them together on screen.
0: Her be like his mouthpiece and then also fights. Yep. That would be fun. That would be fun. But I don't want her to do it until the WWE makes the most out of this animosity that's been built up. That's back been state. building up. Now, yeah, like, like try to get yourself a good program. Like, and like I said, like I feel like Becky could be like, you know. The, what Chris Jericho was early in his run in WWE with the chip on his shoulder all the right. time chasing Triple H chasing The Rock chasing Stone Cold you know mm-hmm. always, you can't get him out of the picture until he eventually cemented himself in that pantheon of wrestlers you know right. like I feel like that's kind of how Becky Lynch feels to Charlotte Flair like everybody knows that Becky's more popular mm-hmm. everybody knows that Becky's cooler
1: even even as a heel, Becky is still even age.
0: as a heel, right, but yet besides all that, Charlotte has all the accolades. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's got the last name Charlotte's the is the Yankees and Becky's the Mets, you know right Charlotte's the yank is the Lakers and and Becky's the Clippers mm-hmm. Charlotte's the Giants and Becky's the Jets, the Jets. that's just right. how it is, you know, and like play off of that because it's not very often <laughs> how is that very often where like uh You can get, like, a moment caught in, like, a freaking... uh, What's the word you're looking for? Um, There's a phrase I'm looking for, and I'm failing miserably at it. Yeah, you can't get... You don't get magic in a bottle very often. Thank you, Boas. right. right. And I feel like you could really have it right now with these two if you're just smart about it. Let them build off their real-life, like, displeasure for... I'm going to call it displeasure Mm. for each other. And all you need is general displeasure. There's right. plenty of people that you in this world that I'm sure you could find that you respect that at some point or another for an extended period of time you've won to punch them right in the fucking face repeatedly over and over again they're just pissing you off at that fucking moment in time right. and that's probably and that's probably where these where these girls are at with Charlotte right now and uh, fucking a play off of it you can get a couple feuds out of this before she makes her way to AEW just mm-hmm. need to go to her anytime soon but she needs Thanks. to go to her within the next year I think.
1: I think so. Yeah. And w- wrestling is always the best when, when, like you said, when it's real and this is a good opportunity for art to imitate reality. If there's really some truth to life beef now between Becky and Charlotte, bring that to life and capitalize on that. Yep. Well, if you were to ask me four months ago before Becky even returned or so, I would have been like, I really don't want to see Becky and Charlotte feud again, but this, right. is, this is different. This is real. It has something I can sink my teeth into. So yeah, fucking give me that, but I don't think they will because it's too real. I think for the product that they're trying to put out
0: there now, I can't imagine any. I does if that's what WWE is really going for, which I know you you and the boys have alluded to many times, and you know it's it seems like that is the path, judging from their personnel decisions, and mm. that's a shame because that's just it's a waste of it's a waste of something awesome. You know.
1: You, you know what the shame is, is when they released Fit Finley. Fit Finley was the one who was doing wonders for that women's division back
0: prior to WrestleMania 35. Like he was fighting MMA. for him backstage and stuff and he, working with him. He was
1: there. He was the producer. He was producing the women's matches.
0: So he's fighting for him backstage. Yeah. yeah. He he was
1: doing all of it. And, and once he was released, whoever took over after him, it's probably changed hands numerous times. It has not been the same. Yeah. It really hasn't. And that's unfortunate. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a women's evolution that's still happening in wrestling. You see it everywhere. You have the knockouts division and impact. AEW has a pretty strong women's division. They might not be booking them the best way that they can, but they have a really like a main event roster. Uh, The women over in in ring of honor are are doing big things too. NWA. I mean, there's still a lot going on. They're just, I don't know what it is that these promotions are missing, but they're, I still feel like I watch wrestling to watch the men, and the women are still an attraction at times.
0: Yeah, right now I think that's a an accurate way to put it. Even like for what I see coming across like social media feeds, mm-hmm. it's mostly men. Uh, today I got a nice Mandy Rose vignette that was that was much appreciated. That mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it seems like it seems like they're doing some cool stuff to her character.
1: They are. There's been a lot of changes with her character in NXT. They yeah, she looks like way she sees time.
0: way more badass now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like in like in her like in her that she's actually training. I'm like, oh, you're like acting like a fighter now. Mm-hmm. This is cool. This is cool. Um I'm pretty
1: sure by the time this episode comes out, uh, Halloween havoc will already be over. And yes. I'm gonna put my prediction out on Monday, October twenty fifth, that Mandy Rose is winning the NXT Women's Championship from Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. Raquel Gonzalez, who was ranked number 10 on PWI's 150 top women's
0: wrestlers. Where was Mandy ranked?
1: Not in the top 10.
0: Not was she in the the top top 20? No. 50?
1: I have to go back. I believe so. Yeah, I would think she makes the top 50. I think at least the top 50. She has done a lot. She might not be the best in the ring, but she has done a lot on TV and in wrestling in general. Yep.
0: But um. Speaking of wrestling, I saw yeah. that pay per view schedule today, dude. That dude, sucks. SummerSlam and fucking yeah. Nashville—that's fucking awesome. It's about time WWE did a freaking big show in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I feel I like they've so. never—they've never done a big show in Nashville ever. No. I, don't think I cannot have, think no. of any instance where a big show that has like meant something has had has happened there, and they're doing it in the stadium, dude yeah i'm i'm almost more interested in going to that than i would be in going to wrestlemania WrestleMania, (laughs) right now
1: that was i'm sorry oh doc's agent is calling
0: (laughs) sorry my bad it's all good
1: so a a couple big things to take out of that out of the uh the schedule now for 2022 wrestlemania is going to be two nights at AT at&t stadium um in dallas and Look at how much space there is in time between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Now, again, I can't give WWE that much credit that very well can change and they can fill up every month. Like they usually do. Cause don't forget, there's no Saudi Arabia shows on this list yet.
0: Right. You know, and far as I know that that feels still going on. Yeah.
1: 10 years, bro. There's still some time on that. So, uh, that at least that show is going to be somewhere. It's interesting how they're having money in the bank and SummerSlam, both in the same month. And they're both stadium shows too. both stadium shows. I'm curious to see why, what the reasoning is behind that and what I think with the space in between a lot of these shows too, it's really going to help us build some storylines and it's going to feel like old school wrestling again,
0: you know, I'm that I'm a fan. I've I've felt that WWE's like pay per view calendar's been oversaturated. We've talked about this Agreed. before in past times. There's just too many shows. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I noticed, man. The, the, there's nothing between Royal Rumble and Mania. They should totally keep that there yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, keep it that way.
1: And it's funny because like they've been doing that saturating our calendars since the '90s when they introduced In Your House. Remember right, I mean? right.
0: It was done differently. I mean. I still like... there were smaller shows. Mm-hmm. They're like the, the main events were like good, but not like massive main events. But like, you, you would get like a mid card guy maybe challenging the champion and getting some work at the top of the card. Like, seeing Bret Hart fight, like, oh, I don't know, Erwin R. Scheister or something. Right. You see something like that headlining in your house.
1: Yeah. But also, you have some underrated. Or not talked about enough matches like Shawn Michaels versus Mankind in Hell in a yeah. Cell in the first Hell in a Cell match.
0: No, Taker, Taker. And, I'm sorry, and Shawn Taker, uh, Taker, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Taker, Shawn was the first, right. But right. Right. even
1: Shawn Michaels, it was mind games, Shawn Michaels and Mankind.
0: There are many a wrestling fan that say you know, that is their best wrestling
1: match. Best wrestling match. I don't yes. think they really had so many matches together, the two of them, Foley and uh, HBK. But that was a great.
0: You're still on match. Foley. It was Taker, Taker, Bones, Taker.
1: No, hold on, dude. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to quiz me? Hold on. In your house, Mind Games.
0: Oh, Mind Games. I oh, you talking about bad, bad Blood was Taker. No,
1: Bad Blood was Taker. Yeah, no, Mind Games yeah. is yeah. Shawn Michaels and Mankind.
0: That was wasn't Hell in a Cell, too?
1: That was... I thought it was, but I, I was mistaken. That's not...
0: That's I, where I was could You said Hell in a Cell. That's where you were getting me thrown off.
1: Yeah, no, that was my mistake. Undertaker did wrestle at that one, but he wrestled with Goldust.
0: Undertaker Gold Dust Man. Goldust. Frickin' Gold Dust. Mm -hmm. That was such a creepy character when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very, very uh way ahead of his time.
0: Yeah, I was like, is is is, you would because I'm thinking like oh we our thing was like, is he gay? He's yeah, but he's with like Marlena. Right. They they seem to be like together. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't quite understand what flamboyance was yet at ten. I feel like Goldust taught me about flamboyance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. More so than any rock star. I would I'd agree <laughs> with that, yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, but dude, SummerSlam in Nashville sounds like it would be it's the best freaking party ever, dude. You been to Nashville? Never. Dude. Fuck, where's WrestleMania in LA?
1: No, uh, Dallas.
0: Oh, dude, fuck this. You don't want to go to Dallas. Dallas blows, and the Cowboys suck. Don't go to Mania, dude. You should take your money and take a road trip to Nashville and go to SummerSlam. That should be an NNW on location thing. NNW in Nashville for the first ever huge WWE Nashville show. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to put a huge card together for that. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And And then this... Right. I mean, the stadium's right across the river from Broadway. Mm-hmm. So like you you just go there, you get all tanked up in Broadway. Right. You walk across that bridge and then you go into the state and you, oh, dude, that's going to be, that should be the pay-per-view of the year.
1: Right. Now, I don't know if I'm going to Nashville, but you know where I am going next month.
0: Where are oh, you boy, going next month? I'm going to Barclays Center to go see Survivor Series. Nice, dude. Yeah, man. Um, what What's trending to be the main event at Survivor Series? What do you think?
1: I think it's going to end up being, well, again, doing champion versus champion. That's kind of their shtick now with Survivor Series. But oh, they're still doing Ryan that, right. Right. In. I forgot so, about
0: that. I forgot about that.
1: But I'm also taking my wife to her first wrestling event at Barclays. So if any listeners or wrestling fans are going to be there, come hang out with myself and uh, hopefully the NNW boys over at McMahon's, which is the bar right around the corner, coincidentally
0: named McMahon's. Very funny. Yep. Very funny. Dude, I got to, aside from wrestling, move it away. Okay. I know you just watched Game of Thrones recently. I I know we've teased talking Game of Thrones in the past three episodes. Right. But Grill's not here, so I think we could talk a little more freely this week. Okay. So, like I said in past episodes, my plan is to watch the show, season one, season eight, straight through, no anticipation, Mm -hmm. no, no, um... What you looking for? No like excitement, no expectations. Right. Just boom, let me see how it plays. Mm-hmm. Dude, as soon as the Battle of Winterfell ends, it's a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> like we just started the episode after that. And they just everything moves so fast. Mm-hmm. Like there's no new all the nuance to the show just disappears after that battle of Winterfell. That's like when the show officially ends for me. I definitely think that you can see the chinks falling off when after Tywin dies. it right. officially, they could have stopped after the whole White Walker thing. That would have been fine. I,
1: I that's how much, like, the, that's
0: how, how much the end sucked to me. Wow. See, I don't know. I, I definitely have my, my thoughts on the ending.
1: It, it, everything happened way too fast. Yes. There was
0: so much more story they could have drawn out. Oh, um, you could have drawn out. Not only the Jon and, and Daenerys dynamic. Right. You also could have done at least another episode and a half with Jamie and Brienne post-sex, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you could have done I, the see, whole I trip. I not
1: think it needed that. Speaking of that, with, um... Uh, oh, no, Jane dude, Jane that it. was it awesome. Did not need Oh, that. Like, no, why? fuck off,
0: dude. No, because Cersei fucking sucks because Cersei sucks and that's fucking awesome. You finally feel like, oh, he finally realized how much Cersei sucks. He's got himself a real woman. He's going to stop fucking producing these incest fucking children and then he just fucking goes back to King's Landing and fucking dies with Cersei. What the fuck is that?
1: Jamie, Jamie is soft. Jamie is soft. Explain. Uh, I got at first I hated him as a character. Did not of like. Of course you do.
0: You were supposed to hate him in the and first. Then in the...
1: you start to feel sorry for him. You get emotionally invested behind the character. It was we called us cool. a good.
0: We called us a great character arc. A
1: great, yep. <laughs> and then the end. I mean, right before the um the the long night. It. Again, yeah, he realized that there's better out there than Cersei and shit like that, but I was like... Man.
0: And he knighted Brienne. And he knighted Brienne. Grown-ass man. Grown ass man. And cool he had moment. one fucking hand. But he's one soft. fucking hand, Johnny Bones. I know. Killing soft. motherfucking White Walkers with white hands. Bullshit. That's bullshit. I, I call bullshit on you there. It was soft. I mean. was, he was soft because he went back to fucking he ran Cersei. Back to
1: Cersei. That's that, soft. That's all he needed.
0: And it shouldn't have ended that way. That's my problem. Uh, he shouldn't be. He should have fucking killed Cersei. That's how it really should have happened. Now on the flip side, the way he beat a fucking Kingslayer and the Queenslayer. What the fuck, man? Right. What do I need to write these fucking shows? I think in the books he fucking kills fuck. her. This, I think I, if he ever finishes, I, I think that. if I he know. ever finishes the fucking books, George mm-hmm. Martin, George R. R. Martin, right. I think he'll, I think Jamie fucking kills her in the books if he ever finishes the books. That's I think it's going to be way fucking different. Right there. Much yeah, I think story. it's going to be. I think part of the fucking problem is they ran out of fucking source material and had to write it themselves, and none of them are as good as writers as George R.R. Martin That's because right. one's a fucking author and mm-hmm. you know the other two are not. That's yeah. all uh, you know. But I mean, I just freaking. When he went back to search, I was like, they ruined everything. Yeah. Eight seasons of investment in this awesome character arc, only to fucking end like that. What a fucking I mean, when, douche writing move.
1: When, when they have the scene where the whole temple gets buried on, they get buried underneath the temple and shit, and they die together. I was like, all right, you know, that's, that's, that's cool, I guess. That's, the, that's how this... That's, no, it's that's not. That's going to end. I'm like, that's, that's it. It that's was very overwhelming."
0: That's the other thing. The show is always so good at doing shocking things like killing Ned Stark, the Red Wedding, Daenerys fucking burning and fucking Marine and fucking mm-hmm. just burning everybody and shit, right. dragons going batshit. Mm-hmm. And like they had so many opportunities to do these, those things in seasons seven and eight. And I think it just fucked them up. Like I was like, as I was saying last, I think, you know, when they're in the dragon pit doing the fucking meeting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They should just fucking kill Cersei. They should have just had the fucking White Walker kill Cersei, right? And then no one would else would have fucking died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No one would have fucking challenged Daenerys because the queen was dead and she's got two fucking dragons. Mm-hmm. You know, like they should have just fucking they, they should kill. And then and then you, know and then you really could have cool? done all the next season with the whole the whole Jon Daenerys nice. dynamic, and then build actually build they more on grew, John grew being against Targaryen and mm-hmm. really draw that out and you know either make it a civil war or john kills her before it becomes war and even though they love each other you could do this whole great romeo i'm uh, not romeo and juliet you can do this whole fucking great uh, uh what's it now uh, just great love story mm-hmm. turned tragic because it had to turn tragic right and then you know Another and then you know he stabs Daenerys in the back and then John and then and then if you can still have Brand become Kane I don't give a fuck if Brand becomes I thought Cain, that
1: but. was fucking cool that was really cool yeah. Bran. Brand uh well, what do they refer to him as the um the king with Brand the broken that's Br- it Brand the broken that if I'm not mistaken cool. that was very cool I like that yeah. um I was shocked when John just fucking killed Daenerys I was like oh
0: that that's it out of nowhere it that that's easy? it that's yeah. how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Drogon's gonna do nothing. Grey worms not even gonna fight him. Right. Like oh, yeah. f- fucking nonsense.
1: H- how would you feel about the um the hound
0: and the mountain? The cliqueane bowl? That's, That's what, what they called asked. that when it happened. It was called the Clockane yeah. Bowl. What'd you think about
1: that? Did <laughs> you like the way Yeah, it that ended? was cool. I was all, I, I, that I was- enjoyed
0: that. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the that was one I definitely was satisfied with how they tied up the hound.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I he was one of my favorite characters. I like. I, the, I would say art. my
0: his he one of my of my favorite characters. Him, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya's great. Yep. <laughs> um, I love Tormund the Wildling. Oh my god, he's, he's a great. funny motherfucker! Yeah, he he's he should have got Brienne.
1: See, he should have got Brienne. I, I uh, would have been too obvious.
0: It, I liked him yearning for her more. Just a big right. woman there.
1: <laughs> the big woman in there. <laughs>
0: Uh, Tormund was great, Uh, and apparently, Gabby was telling me that a lot of his like lines at Brienne were improv. Oh yeah, like because he just thought they were things Tormund would say Mm -hmm. if he saw this woman, this just this giant warrior of a woman. (laughs) I
1: love that. I love their dynamic in that too. (coughs) Tormund was great. Um, I I was a big fan of Varys. Varys and Tyrion.
0: Varys is a good uh, Tyrion's great. I mean, come on. The, their yeah.
1: relationship, too,
0: was awesome. Yeah, Varys is a great character. I hated um, how they
1: killed him, though. I was so mad. I really thought he was going to be one of the ones to last till the end.
0: No, not, he knew too many secrets.
1: The, 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 the story needed it. He needed to go.
0: Yeah. But, you know. You couldn't have him and Tyrion make it out
1: alive. Yeah. You know. I, I still think the now obviously the sequel's coming out or, or i'm sorry the prequel's coming out right the, that's gonna House be fun oh it's it, gonna be fucking fun the, they need to come out with a sequel west of westeros where it follows aria i think that is a story i in think itself, they'll do nice that wide open and that's what i want to see i want to see more of aria
0: the cool thing is you could probably do that sequel in like 15 years yeah and yeah. people will still fucking
1: go ape shit over that
0: right and it like kind of just picks up where Arya is 15 years later Mm -hmm. and you get an idea of who she's become and what she is um yeah i would love that she's such a badass great character think
1: of um of sansa's story arc and her character development
0: sansa was great i love that she kind of became badass sansa like at the end and stood her ground and was like nope we're the north the queen fuck of you.
1: winterfell that was yeah, pretty good
0: cool. yeah queen of winterfell queen of the fucking north like that's who I, she is and... i
1: did like you know aside from the things that may, may have fallen to the wayside in the ending i did like how it ends where the starks were back in um i guess b- b- back in control you know they, they were they back. were yeah well were there
0: yeah like they're he,
1: and the king and like the show that.
0: goes from at one point thinking all the children are dead
1: mm-hmm.
0: to all the children are alive except robin and right. rick on eventually right poor rick on poor, yeah. poor Rickon. <laughs> poor Rickon. i feel like he wasn't that important of a character he was just kind of yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was like just there he they, they needed him for the battle of the bastards yeah, he kind of follows the same like storyline in the books too he's a prisoner of ramsey in the books if i'm not mistaken
1: you see that was my favorite battle was the battle of the bastards
0: battle of the bastards is epic fucking dude crazy. when they have like Jon snow you think he's gonna like fucking suffocate them? like that's mm-hmm. just uncomfortable to watch somebody yeah. like even if it's fake dying it's like mm-hmm. oh my god look at this mass of humanity oh this is how yeah. people fought back then he's sick fucks yep you know like oh, holy shit great. And then, yeah, and then him, cu- him pull- pulling himself out of that bot mass of bodies, yep. And it just fucking hunting at the end with and just blocking his fucking shots. I was like, mm. Jon Snow is a bad motherfucker, dude. Look at this guy go, dude. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was a, uh, I was a big fan of battle. I like pretty much all the battles on the show. Yeah. I can't think of a battle that I really a bad one. don't like, except for maybe the last one where Daenerys just burns everything. Yeah, you know. I, you like know, let that- me rephrase that. If Daenerys would have burned everything, that would have been the end of the show. I wouldn't have hated it. I just, would, right. it just needed to get there. Like, the yeah. battle was done. Like, Jon tells her who he is. Mm-hmm. The battle's done. And then all of a sudden, the switch just goes like that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Jorah's gone. masande has gone. I, I get it. You'd lose people. Like, I don't know. They could have told the whole story over, like, a whole nother. They could have, like, added, like, at least four episodes. I yeah,
1: think it was only six episodes the, the last season. They they needed there a were six more episodes.
0: long episodes. They needed more. Yeah, they needed more time. They needed more time to do Jamie justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm it's trying possible to think.
1: that they could have done it in two. But I think a good four would have been enough to really let the end of that the end of that story breathe a little bit.
0: You could have told you could have told a better story with the Greyjoys. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, how you went about defeating Euron. Euron's defeat is so unmemorable that i've forgotten of what it is is jamie
1: kill him jamie kills him outside Jamie just, kills him it's, right it's outside just the yeah with
0: them right okay yeah. that's lame yeah
1: some of it was underwhelming but the show itself though was was fantastic and now i see what all the hype was about and i don't know why i never got into it years ago years ago um this is probably a couple of years i don't know what season you know uh game of thrones was in at the time when i Was became familiar with the show, I watched the first season back on Netflix. I watched parts of the season two and just couldn't get into it. I think that's because I was oversaturating myself with binge watching that Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. But I stuck with Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and just never really went back to it until my wife was like, you need to watch Game of Thrones. So we did.
0: I'm always going to go high fantasy, you know. Like hundred percent of the time, I'm probably gonna go high fantasy when giving it.
1: Yes, this. oh yeah. So, you know, we watched that all through all through her pregnancy, pretty much while we're waiting for the baby to to come out to make his debut. That's why <laughs> I always refer to him as Matteo Luca, first of his name, the stallion who will mount the world. Long may he reign. <laughs> what we were, we were in you... the hospital finishing watching the, the last season.
0: If you were to name a region of Westeros or Essos that is most Italian-like, what would you say? Italian? Oh, wow. I'd have to My, me, Gabby, map. and I have our opinion on this. So I want to hear what you think.
1: I got to pull up a map of Westeros because it's been... Oh, are we
0: pulling up the map of Westeros on the gotta, episode I gotta tonight? I got to pull we're up the map. Baby. Cause... We are getting deep. I'll pull up we're the map deep. of Wester- of Let's... Map of the known world. That... Put that map of the known world, uh, Georgia R. R. Martin.
1: Okay. Yes, listeners, this is me going back onto the internet because you know the internet is always correct. Here we go. As we've seen me we fail com- uh, terribly the list two episodes on the internet.
0: Well, what? Do you-, <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a good track record right My now. My track record
1: is fucking terrible, so I better look at the right map.
0: All right. I'll get you the right. But i just got to I got to find one that uh is big enough. All
1: right, well, tell me what while you're looking for one for me to look at. What what are some of your
0: places? So, the place that I think is most like um Italy is Bravos.
1: Bra- yes, Bravos. Um
0: the faceless men people the
1: face- Yes, the architecture Iron Bank, and everything. Yes. The
0: architecture that serial forel, that swordmaster that teaches Arya. Yes, yes. <laughs> he he he's mentioned one of my favorite scenes in the show. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite favorite scenes of the show is when Arya and the Hound are together, <laughs> and they're arguing about how tough Arya really is, and all this, that, and the other thing, and and Brown goes, "Oh, who taught you how to fight?" And he, she goes. Seer 4 around the first swordsman of Braavos, the greatest swordsman that ever lived. And he's like, the greatest fucking swordsman that ever lived. And he's like, well, what happened to him? He died in the sack of King's Landing. He died? How the fuck did he die? And she goes, Merin Tront killed him. And the Hound goes, the greatest fucking swordsman in the world got killed by Marin fucking, fucking Trant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just losing my shit. Yeah. He's like, "Why did he kill? He only had a wooden sword." The greatest swordsman in the world had a fucking wooden, <laughs> wooden. sword. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. Like, dude, the hound's the best, dude. He's the, he's maybe the best character on the show. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, which is I funny. I, I wanna... bet you nobody expected that. Um,
1: but I would definitely have to agree, man. Bravos. Yeah, if if your question is, what's the most Italian place? Yes. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Bravos.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I feel like all the regions have different, like, you know, mm -hmm. links to real nationalities. Like, you know, Dorne's kind of like desert, I guess, sort of Middle Eastern-like. But, like, there's also, like, this kind of Spanish feel to Dorne, too, Mm -hmm. I feel. You know, and
1: I, I got a little more of a Spanish feel when they were in Dorne. I remember that, yeah.
0: King's um, Landing, I feel like, has like an Eastern European Eastern feel. European, yeah. Uh, the North is very Scottish, mm-hmm. very rough and Scottish. And then, like, I don't know. I guess like uh, Marine and them and Astapor, they're like kind of like India type places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, I feel like the Essos is very much like you know Eastern Asia. Mm. I feel like he did. He he obviously did that on purpose. Yeah. The literary people don't just like make that shit up.
1: I'm trying to think of some other characters I want to I want to talk about. Um, what was um, Jon Snow's friend's name who became the. Uh... Samuel Tarley? Samuel. Samuel Tarley. Oh, yes. I yeah, so... love <laughs> him. He was one of my favorite characters, too. I
0: love when Braun was making fun of his brother for being named Dickon. Dickon. <laughs> Your name's Dickon. <laughs> 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 fucking great. Braun. Braun, Braun, Braun is one of my favorite great. characters braun is fucking hilarious he he kind of makes out one of my like things that disappoints me the most is that he's not in a lot of season eight right and i was like oh where the fuck is braun dude he's fucking awesome
1: he was great i i liked his relationship too with Tyrion as well but uh samuel was great i loved samuel's story arc too and where he ended up at the uh at the
0: very end right he ends up grand grand maester right that's a grand maester yeah yeah so yeah he um sam is a great story because you just see him become like i feel like more and more of a man with each season yeah and not even like your typical i killed a bunch of people my and he killed a bunch of people by the end don't get he me killed wrong
1: fucking white walkers and
0: shit all by himself yeah and he was in, he was there fighting at the end and the fucking but I mean, he was like shell-shocked at times but he right. killed his fair amount he killed a fair share of people sam mm-hmm. waltarley you know so it's cool to see him kind of like he kind of grew up his character in the show he's a good yeah. character to have around a good moral compass character Yep. You know, really. someone who's only thinking about the, the best interests of humanity, which doesn't mm-hmm. seem as like much in the world of Westeros I like right. that okay. about Samwell Tarly.
1: Yeah. And I thought the dynamic between him and Jon Snow throughout the the show, too, was uh, what, what was mm-hmm. really cool, you know, because of the because, of the you know, Jon Snow wants to fight. Samwell wants to figure it out and, and move on and not fight. So I like their their dynamic between the two of
0: them. Yeah, John no, no, John was always really good, I think, of knowing when it was actually time to fight and take care of business. Mm-hmm. John was not someone who liked to fight. That's the thing with the Starks. Like, all of them don't like to fight. Daenerys like likes to think that she didn't like to fight, but Daenerys really liked to fight. Let's be real here. Yeah. Like she she loved yeah, kicking, ass. She kicking ass. It was one of her favorite things to do. Yeah. You,
1: know? you know what the show needed more of, though? Call Drogo. What's there that? Was, there was not enough call drogo. <laughs> Anytime
0: I talk to it. A- Anytime I talk to a woman about Game of Thrones, that seems to always yeah, inevitably come it. up, that they yeah. that they wasted wasted Momoa. <laughs> yeah. I feel
1: like there was still so much more. I wanted to see him fucking battle. I wanted to see him in battle.
0: Yeah, we never saw him fight. We never yeah. saw him battle. He was just like this e- epic figure in, this, in the first season yeah. that fucking you know was a huge focal point in the story, and then all of a sudden he's dead. And, you know, Dothraki are still there, but, like, they're kind of like... You
1: want to take it back to wrestling? He was just it's almost there. an afterthought. He was just there to get to, to get Daenerys over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at you! <laughs> that's all, that,
1: that, that's what Khal Drogo was.
0: Hey man, what, what do you call it when, it, when you, we bring it all back around? We were trying to figure this out a couple we're weeks ago. It we're, bring, bring, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it. bring it right back to the wrestling. back. Yep. Bring it right back to the wrestling. Oh, but yeah, man, you could definitely even watching it like all the way through. There's just so many, this, once they ran out of source material, you know, you they start, it, and it was the beginning of it. the end. Yeah. And then once, like, they were done with the, like, the night came, they had no clue what to do, I feel, with yeah. the end. Like, the, all they do was, like, we got to get Brand to, because I think that's the one thing Martin said, like, the show's going to end the same kind of, sort of, mm-hmm. just the path's going to be different. So, get right. Brand to the Iron Throne, and even if it doesn't make sense, whatever. But, um, I don't know, man, what else? You got anything else? What else? Anything to for you? Aren't you playing a big gig this weekend? I
1: got three gigs this weekend. I got a triple header. This is my last triple header of twenty twenty one. Nice. But I do have a big gig uh, this this Friday. Well, actually, listening to this Sunday, so it already have would have passed I'm playing at the uh, Halloween Bash in Asbury Park. with yeah, you with are. Good brother Lou Panico and his lovely wife Natalie Pharrell. natal Natty on the block, I'm gonna rock <laughs> out, rock out to some J Lo.
0: You're gonna do get your little percussion game
1: on, dude. Little percussion, yo. Lou wants you to frigging bring everything.
0: So what do you what? What, uh, what are we? What are we setting up? Let me hear. It. What are we setting up? Oh man,
1: I'm gonna have my LP Matador timbales, brass okay. shell timbales, right? I'm gonna have my LP Classic two congas seated because I sit and I play congas. Stand when I play with my timbales. I'm gonna have a couple boom stands with a couple cymbals, probably an 18 inch Zildjian EFX, 15 inch okay. Azuka hand crash, and a 17 inch Elsabor crash ride. I'm sorry, Elsolo. Okay. Um, a couple snare drums, some shakers, tambourine, some kashishi, uh aguiero, some cloud. Uh, what what
0: uh, what's a shishi? Uh, Kashishi, Kashishi. What is a kashishi? Kashishi, kashishi
1: are uh, shakers from Brazil. What do they, they look like? Look like um, look like a goblet, like like a goblet glass, like a cup. Okay, with a stem, but it has a a a, a, a cover over it. And there's and it has okay. seeds in it, so it's actually meant to play on the flat surface or shake it sideways. And okay. in Brazil, they actually do a lot of three over two rhythms, right? Kashishi. You know, it's, it's about the way they hold it. If I had them here, I'd uh, demonstrate for you live on the air here at PCC, only here at PCC, um, <laughs> but, but not
0: um, truly because we didn't hear it, right? So
1: <laughs> you go, you go, oh, oh, always go to YouTube and search Kashishi. If you know how to spell it, it's C A X I X I.
0: Nice, nice. And then um, you said, how many timbales
1: are you bringing? Uh, j- just two timbales, 13-inch, 14-inch. I'm going to have two congas, uh, my conga and my tumba. My congas actually somehow survived the flood of, of uh, September. Nice, dude. I mean, they, they got cracked and beat up, but those fucking things are, like, well over 10 years old, and they still sound pretty good.
0: In my Latin music study guide, I included uh, Paulinho da Costa. The Brazilian percussionist. Okay. Yep. He's apparently really? the most recorded one of the, he's like the most recorded percussionist ever. Really? Yes. Huh? That's, that's, that's what I read up about him. Very cool. All right. I thought about you though, and I was writing about it. I was like, dude, I know, I know, I got, I know my own Pauline. It's my fucking Johnny Bones. If, if, if you need, if you want to show your students, uh, some
1: awesome Latin percussionists, you got to check out Carl Perazzo and Raul Raquel. The percussionist from Santana's band, I mean Raúl Oh yeah, may, may he rest in peace. He passed away. Uh, oh, I don't know.
0: Santana's five, always got boss-ass percussion players.
1: Raúl Raquel and Carl Parrazzo were a fucking dream team. Those two. Also, yeah, he, he's
0: always badass players on percussion. Another dude. really
1: good percussionist. Oh, uh, what is his name? From the band Snarky Puppy. Let
0: Snarky, but those guys chill. At our at our, where I used to work, at uh in Asbury Park, the one dude was his name Bob Linzetti, the Bob guitar player. I think is I think I he's think the guitar so. player of that band.
1: Well, M- Michael League is the bass player. He's the um he's the the band leader. He's actually the, he's actually the
0: composer. Okay, I don't
1: I don't know the guitar player's name actually, but I got to look up the percussionist name because he is also another very very good percussionist uh let me see oh Corey henry is also amazing is it robert
0: c Wright the second
1: robert c Wright, yes that's they have a couple percussionists i think he might be one of them he's not he's not the main one i don't don't believe
0: or larnell lewis larnell
1: lewis is the drum set player he's one of the okay
0: i also see a keita ogawa here nate worth that's his name Nate, Nate worth. worth oh yeah percussion there it is yep. <laughs> I can't read That's who it is <laughs> Nate worth is also a
1: great percussionist but though if you're not familiar with snarky puppy check them out on YouTube. Don't just go to Spotify because YouTube they they record everything live every album they have is live they think they have a couple studio albums but it's mainly live and they have the the intimate setup they have is they all set up they have a whole orchestra first of all when they play fucking strings and keys and guitars and percussion and drums. Um, they set up in the center of the room and the audience makes a circle around the band and everyone wears headphones. And it's all everyone wears it's headphones. A, it's an intimate live setting. It's fucking awesome. You have to come out on YouTube. Uh, I got to see them live a couple years ago, actually at Count Basie theater in Red Bank, uh, which was awesome unfortunately Corey henry was not there he does his own solo stuff too so he was off doing his own thing okay but uh great fucking show but anyway going back to percussionist yeah nate worth is fantastic also from us i said well
0: uh i hope i hope you have a good show because by the time this airs your show will have happened yes well Um, it's gonna be a
1: great show and you're gonna be there right i was actually talking to luke today i'm like yeah i
0: hope doc is it a friday
1: friday we go on to like 15
0: my sister's birthday on friday Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Shit. So I uh supposed to go down south and uh Did you see my... that bug that just flew in? I front did. Of me? That was ginormous. It's a stink bug. Wow, it looked ginormous in the freaking picture. They're fucking all over the place around here. Now he's just calling up my window. We didn't get in bad this year at all. I've seen a couple spotted uh, lanternflies at school every now and again, but I haven't seen those stink bugs. Yo,
1: what what is your kill count at?
0: With so, dude, honestly, I've seen them twice at school, and mm-hmm. they've been on the other side of the freaking window in my classroom, and I can't get to them.
1: Oh, Jesus! I see yeah. them all over the place. I'm up to 18 since I actually started counting, probably more than that, but I, I count them. Nice, up. dude. Kill counts at 18. Nice. Get him. See smile and flies. Fucking kill them. Get at them. Kill them. They're invasive. We don't want them here. Exactly. So, Doc, what else do you got, man?
0: Uh, not really, man. Just been uh, I gave you the, the the stick of it for me. I'm ready to wrap it up.
1: Let's let's wrap it up, man. Yeah, man. I should have thought about that before I uh, you know, before <laughs> before I impregnated my wife. But anyway, oh, hey, man, um, I hope dude. she don't
0: listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
1: Anyway, all right. Well, listeners, thank you so. No much. Glove, no glove, no
0: love, dude. That's damn straight.
1: Damn straight. But there, Pull that out, is, game man. is weak, dude. So much love, bro. Dude, pullout game is weak. Uh, I can't wait for for Mateo to start talking to actually guest star on some of these episodes.
0: Don't worry, we won't talk about your pullout game when he <laughs> guest stars on the episode. Please don't. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: anyway, PCC fans, thank you guys all for tuning in to episode fifty-one here of the PCC. Listening to myself and Doc Haas, wrap it up and talk about some uh some things in pop culture. You know, some yep. wrestling, some music. Some other good things. But anyway, uh, thrones. thrones, old school pop culture, old school Thrones right there.
0: <laughs> well, they just dropped the new trailer. So they it's did kind it, of relevant, so it's kind right of right relevant now. now. The new trailer is pretty badass though. I hope uh, they that fucking it is. A, I hope they do a better job with that. It's going to be all dragons and fire and shit. So they'll be able to just yes. go special effects. Crazy. There's yes. no source materials. So they just do whatever the fuck they want. They have no expectations. They'll be fine.
1: As long as you got the dragons, man, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm tuning in to watch it. You need my
0: fucking big dragon, my fucking Baylord. Was the uh, uh was the big one Baylor Baylor ba- that was
1: Baylor one. or something yeah
0: something like that I forget the names big but anyway
1: Sunken dragons listeners if you want to show your support here for the pop culture collective check us out on social media at PC Collective Pod on Twitter and on Instagram make sure you hit that follow button and check us out each and every week uh, also be sure to show your support for the Fourth World Pop Network just follow the links in our link tree link hey. So a lot of links in the bio of this episode. On behalf of the good brother, Doc Haas, I am Johnny Bones. We are the PCC, and until next week, we'll see you when we're looking at you.
0: Later. Later. <laughs>